words on water. Welcome to Words on Water, a podcast from the Water Environment Federation. This is the host, Travis Loop, joined for this episode by Carrie Brissolara. She is Associate Professor of Environmental Health at the LSU School of Public Health and Chair of WEF's Disinfection and Public Health Committee. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Great. Thanks for having me, Travis. Very excited to talk to you about a lot of public health issues and water. Uh, it's certainly always been a, a deep connection between the two, uh, but it's been heightened. I think the awareness of it has been heightened during the pandemic here. But let's let's start with a little bit of a history lesson, if you will. Could you talk about kind of the historic connection between water and public health? Sure. Yes. I mean, I think that you know, initially and even today, we have the same goals, you know, I mean, when you look at ancient times, you know, water treatment really started with the idea of, okay, this water looks a little rough, let's see if we can get some of this dirt out of it. And then it moved into, you know, John Snow, which is the father of epidemiology, who finally made that link between infectious diseases and water. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, once we established that, that connection and were able to kind of see the impact to the health of the public when we were able to treat the water, you know, in early 1900s in chlorination, and we saw the huge impact that that had in public health. And I think those early connections really kind of set that foundation of the links between water and public health and show how important those connections are. I mean, public health is why we do what we do, right, Travis? I mean, that's the whole reason why we treat the water and the wastewater is to protect the public that we serve. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the issue of, of health and water, you know, very much linked for a long, long, long time. Um, but then you kind of have the water sector and you have the public health sector, right? The part of our society that's focused on, on health issues and, and helping people you have the water industry. Um, what about the connection there between kind of those two working sectors and maybe how has it been in the past and how has the pandemic, uh, you know, kind of deepened that connection? Well, I think the pandemic has sort of opened our eyes to the fact that we quit speaking the same language a lot of the times, you know, that we had lost the connection that we had at that foundational time because we weren't working together maybe as closely now as we were at the beginning, you know, and the, it had become very separate. It had become the health sector and public health, and they were tracking diseases, infectious diseases, chronic diseases, and the water sector was focused on treatment. Let's try to improve that. How can we do a better job? How can we better protect the public? Yes, we want to protect public health, but how can we do our portion better? And I think the pandemic really forced the two to come together and see, okay, so now particularly wastewater can really help provide some of that data that public health was so struggling to get their hands on in the pandemic to try to get a better snapshot of what's going on in the community. 
I mean, public health always wants the data. Like that's what we always want, you know, is kind of to know what's going on within the community with regard to health. And wastewater in particular was able to provide that but we no longer had the same communication structure or even data systems that we could feed that information back and forth. And so I think the pandemic really hopefully has opened <laughs> our eyes to that situation so we can keep that, that connection and try to build on that connection a lot more. So that disconnect could have been happening at different levels, right? You've got a local you know, health, public health department, you've got a local water utility, and they historically really haven't probably been working together very much, right? You even have state departments of health and state departments of environmental quality or, or you know, with a water division, even up to the federal level, right? EPA, DHHS, and, and so forth. So there hasn't been necessarily that, that collaboration, uh, close collaboration in the past. And do you think that's fair to say? Absolutely. I think so. I think the the closest of all of them are probably at the local level because you do have that kind of communication that just naturally happens. Um, in particular, the crossover that I've seen just personally is with public health and um, because they typically deal with septic tanks and small systems and they are communicating at some level with some of the community level and higher you know, municipal wastewater systems. And so they at least know each other, you know, and had that at least familiar kind of friendship level relationship and enough to pick up the phone and say, you know, hey, we're seeing these kind of or we have access to this information. How can this help you? And I think building on those kind of relationships, but they didn't have the higher level systems to be able to take that information, you know, so how can they build on these local level relationships up at that, you know, all the way up to the federal level to be able to take that data on a much, you know, broader perspective. Hmm. So, you know, you mentioned wastewater epidemiology, you know, it's also wastewater based disease surveillance. Um, the, the rise of this, it's been around for a while, but it's really risen to prominence with, with COVID, right? Um, how has that looked from a functional level? What's happening now between pu the public health sector and the water sector because of, of, of this practice? So I think finally they're able to, so public health has started to institute ways to take that data, to be able to automate kind of rolling the data in from the wastewater treatment plants and the wastewater systems into the public health database systems to be able to process that data and fold it into their current data collection systems. So say right now, the public health, the way the public health data structure is, they're used to taking data primarily from local health departments and hospitals primarily. And so they have those systems in place. And so now they needed a system to be able to take the data from the wastewater sector. And what would that data look like? And how often are they going to get it? And how would that be collected? And, you know, so trying to answer all of those questions, I think now they're finally getting to the point where hopefully this can become more of a routine type of data collection. What um, what needs to happen to kind of continue to head in that direction to grow and expand, um, you know, not just the the wastewater surveillance side, but this collaboration between water and health? Because you know, COVID's happening now. 
there'll be other challenges in the future. There are other challenges now, you know, I, I think wastewater has been used to look at, you know, drug issues in a local community, right? The presence of opioids or whatever it might be. So <laughs> there's a lot of potential here. What, what needs to be done to continue to, to that collaboration? Well, I think that number one is recognizing the importance of that collaboration and not letting it go. So this was not a COVID collaboration, and this is not something that is only useful during the current pandemic. And so I really think that that's important to recognize. I feel like that those that are involved directly can recognize that, but I think it's important for the public and other stakeholders to recognize that as well, that this is not just a one-shot deal, that this is only useful now. I mean, this is, like you said, Travis, there's many, many ways that this relationship, I think, could be beneficial to public health and to protecting public health. And the more that we can can sort of build this collaboration, I think the better. And I think the people that also need to be brought closer into this table is EPA and to make sure from a regulatory standpoint that they're there with CDC. You know, and so as we kind of build all of this, that we have everybody, you know, kind of coming together to really talk about this. And let's talk about how these relationships can better benefit the public. So we've made a step, a really good step towards better public health. And so how can we take this, you know, even further and build on what we've done so far? Sure. Well, yeah, it's very exciting that for WEF to be working with CDC now and be a partner on this national, you know, network of, of wastewater-based disease surveillance. And so the water sector is more on CDC's radar than, than ever before. Um, so, you know, the data that goes to, the, to public health entities, that's obviously a huge benefit for them in managing, you know, situations like this. Uh, it's great. It feels good for the water sector to provide that to help the community. But what are what are maybe the other benefits to the water sector of a closer relationship with the public health side? Well, I think that, you know, the water, to me, the water industry sort of is in the same boat that public health is, that if we're doing our job and doing our job well, you don't know that we're here. (laughs) And so that's really tough. I mean, that's a a tough kind of field to, to bring prominence to and to recognize that it takes a lot of resources to get to that kind of steady state of being in the background. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that we are finally at the point where hopefully this is bringing that recognition to the water industry in particular of the importance and the important role that they play, not just in the direct protection of public health, but also in their willingness to go above and beyond that direct protection to collaborate and do everything they possibly can to help protect public health. And so I think this to me shows their level of community and their level of willingness to do whatever they can do to help protect those communities that they serve. And I think that on top of the idea of being able to kind of get ahead of the game, this wastewater-based epidemiology can help us from a almost monitoring standpoint to find out what is the next big thing that's coming and help the industry better prepare for that. You know, so if we find that there is a new virus, a new bacteria, something else out there, the earlier we know that, the better and the better prepared that we can be as an industry to to address that. And I think that 
this kind of structure and having that in place and this collaboration with public health can only help us in the long run. Sure. You, you mentioned the public a few times, and I just wanted to get your thoughts also on how the pandemic has raised public awareness about the role of, of the water sector in public health. Well, a lot of people know the word epidemiology and never knew that before. <laughs> <And> <laughs> so, can they spell it? Can they spell it though? <laughs> I don't know, Travis. We're not going to go that far. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But yes. And I think too that it has brought the idea of wastewater is no longer something that we're hiding back in a back room somewhere. You know, I mean, this is now something that is a tool and not just a treatment. You know, I mean, so it's something that is going above and beyond just the minimum. And I think it shows too that in a, and in particular, just to sort of give you an example here. So we have masters of public health students in environmental health. We have had an uptick in students that are interested in the wastewater field because they see what are some of the ties to public health and how they can utilize their public health training in particular to work on and use wastewater as a tool to help link epidemiology and environmental health, bring those two together and be able to kind of get into this emerging field and have training in an area that is something that not many people do right now. And so it's something that I think it's going to hopefully garner more interest in young professionals to go into the wastewater field from an engineering and public health perspective. Um, and that can only do good things as far as trying to advance, you know, wastewater and drinking water. Uh, absolutely. That's awesome to hear about that increased interest. Um, lastly, I just wanted to kind of mention that WEF is is holding, you know, the first ever public health conference in late March. It's a public health and water conference and wastewater disease surveillance summit. Uh, it's March 21st to uh, 24th in Cincinnati. Um, and I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on the significance of really this kind of landmark conference. I review the agenda. I mean, it's four days packed full of incredibly fascinating content, but um, love to kind of get your thoughts on, on this event. So I am a little biased because I'm <laughs> one of the organizers <laughs> and I'm on the planning committee. <laughs> so yes, I mean, I think that from the very beginning that this was even kind of floated as an idea, I was really excited because mm -hmm. I feel like to me, this is a huge step forward um, at bringing people to the same table and being able to get everyone together to discuss, you know, how things are progressing. Because in particular with the wastewater-based epidemiology, there is kind of a really large group that's doing this. And then there's a whole lot of smaller groups across not only the U.S., but across the world that are doing the same thing. And are not really or have not had the ability to come together and communicate what they're doing and kind of those lessons learned, what's working, what's not working. That in conjunction with, let's talk about kind of some of the other aspects of public health and water. So WASH, you know, water sanitation and hygiene. Let's talk about environmental justice, you know, access to water and the idea of water as a basic human right, you know, and we've gotten, we've got a really good session that I'm really excited about too, that's on um, 
looking at rural Alabama and they just did one of the, uh, the unleash hacks. I'm not sure if you're aware of those, but where they went into rural Alabama and we're looking at kind of ways to help improve access to sanitation. And that's right here in our backyard, you know, and so it's something that we don't think about a lot, but it's something that we need to bring to the forefront as well, you know, and so I think looking at all of these aspects and hopefully this conference, I think will will bring together a lot of people that have not been together before. And I think that that to me is a really good thing and a really exciting thing. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Carrie, uh, thank you for all of your perspective. Um, really, really good stuff. It's an exciting time to be in water, as it always is. But uh, you know, this is this is the latest reason why it's it's exciting. So, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Travis. Appreciate it. Words on water.